Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. once was a father and he said son speaking to his son I gotta make sure that's clear a smart person always has doubts about something only a total idiot can be 100% certain of everything he replies dad are you sure he said absolutely In today's gospel, we hear about doubting Thomas, right? About St. Thomas. And we do give him this title, unfortunately, Doubting Thomas. But be mindful that all of the disciples doubted him. We hear this in chapter 28 of Matthew, verse 17. When they saw him, they worshipped, but they doubted. So, in fact, you know, note this, that Thomas is the first one of the disciples after the resurrection to proclaim the truth about Jesus. He said what? My Lord and my God. So, this brought me to thoughts. How do we move beyond our doubts? How can we have faith beyond our doubts? Well, the first thing I want to mention is this, that don't be afraid of having doubts. At one time or another, we all entertain them. It's part of being human. It is true that doubts, though, can diminish our faith. They can also, though, be a catalyst to increase our faith. So how we handle our doubts is the key. It needs to be said, though, that this, that the opposite of faith is not doubt. What is the opposite of faith? Certainty. Opposite faith is certainty. You don't need faith if you have certainty, right? But you know what? Certainty isn't always a great thing either. Here's my example. Monday, I'm at my sister Marianne's house in Independence, and I was sharing with her the great things about technology. I've been helping her get her house to be like a smart home using my iPhone and the whole Apple HomeKit stuff. And <clears throat> I need to say this word. I'm not going to say the word Siri but I'll say Shlomo, okay, just to make it clear because of the following information. <clears throat> I said, wouldn't it be great if you could just say, hey, Shlomo, open the garage door, and it would open for you. Wouldn't that be great? So that'd be great. You can do that? Yeah. Next day, my neighbor texts me and says, oh, by the way, your garage door has been open all day long. He came home at 8.45 p.m., and it was, still, it was still open, so gladly. And what a great guy. He went through the house. I could see him going through the house in my Apple Home Kit cameras. And he was securing all the doors and locked up and everything like that. But I'm like, hmm, so much for being certain, right? Wouldn't it be better if I had some doubt and I actually checked my phone and see if Shlomo did something I didn't want? I can't believe she still wants an Apple Home Kit for a garage door, and I'm going to take care of that for her, but... Be careful what you say, and be careful when you think you're so certain. 
That said, on the other side of this, if we rejected everything we doubted, we'd be on a very dangerous path. So in my own life, having my own struggles and my own doubts, I have three items I'd like to offer that might help you. Number one, I allow my doubts to be a catalyst for understanding. I may have a doubt, but I don't just sit there with it. Instead of being lazy, I move because of it. I look for evidence, in this case in faith, to what the church teaches and why. And there I recognize responsible for my faith. God has given me a faith. It's one of those senses. You've got hearing, smelling, touch, all these things. Faith is one of the senses. I've been given this gift, and I must steward it. I think it would be a disservice to myself if I did not. And in fact, it would be possibly a sin if I did not. In the case of Thomas, remember, he was suffering from grief. And he wouldn't believe until he saw. Guess who got to see before him? All the other disciples. So we don't hear their non-doubt or their doubt. But he makes it clear. And then Jesus appears to him. See, I don't, and you may not either, have had the experience of Jesus literally walking as a human being in front of you in the figure of a human and talking to you. But I do know this. I've encountered him through the scriptures every time it's proclaimed. Every time I receive a sacrament, there's Jesus. And every time I come to church, there in the church is Jesus. Not just in the blessed sacrament, but in you. So blessed are those who have seen, not seen and believed. And that's us. Because Christ is hidden in all these ways, right? But he's present. Another story. When I was a freshman at Oregon State, I lived in a Christian co-op called Varsity House. Everybody there had to be Christian. You had to actually have a testimony as part of your application. So I did that. Wonderful men. Amazing evangelical Christians there. They really helped me in my faith. And there are even a few scoundrels, I'll just say, who are a little bit more challenging. A few accused me of not being a Christian because I was a Catholic. Another mocked me after we won an intramural football game, brandishing his trophy, saying, here, worship this statue like you worship Mary. This inspired me. No deed like that goes unchallenged by me. <laughs> but I didn't know how necessarily to answer, so I had to do my research. And I will tell you that those individuals came to understand more about Catholics. The Catholics are the OG of Christianity. <clears throat> That's, by the way, the originals that for you all. And that when it comes to Mary, we venerate her. We do not worship her. Yes, if I worshipped any statue, that would be what he claims it to be. It would be idolatry. Number two, I strive to come to understanding, and I start with a place of trust. Even though I have a doubt, my inclination is to know and to assent to faith. So I recourse to logic and history to do that. I have to remind myself that the scriptures are reliable and why. And that the church is authentic and why. And that they speak coherently together. They speak coherently about Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection. I also then can also go to other texts, extra-biblical contemporary texts with the Bible, that is, writers not in the Bible, who speak about Jesus 
and what he had done, like Jewish historians of the time. Because people say, oh, the Bible is the only one that accounts for Jesus. There was no other evidence. That's abalone. <clears throat> That's another way of saying baloney, just by the way. So I engage my faith with knowledge. And I do it with an assumption towards assent in the faith. See, I'm also though cautious, though, about the sensibilities of culture because what motivates our culture is power, politics, fame, and pleasure, right? Not the truth. What motivates them is money for advertising or clicks for an advertisement on a website. So I'm cautious about going to the secular sites. Don't depend on secular sites for anything Catholic, basically. Go to a Catholic site. Here's another example. I want, I'm an Oregon Star Party fan. I'm a nerd. I like to take my telescope out and go out for a week with 700 other geeks and their telescopes in the mid of summer. And one year, an engineer from the Keck Observatory gave a wonderful talk there. It was awesome. Afterwards, he approached my campsite. He was curious about my seven-foot banner, which said the Vatican Observatory Foundation on it. So I'm just asking for it, right? I am. I really am asking for it. Come on, let's go. Talk. Let's do this. Across the way, sometimes there's the uh, folks that are, you know, have their other like, uh, clubs and things like that. But I'm there re representing the church. Well, he was curious how he had read the entire Bible, he tells me, and found it full of myths and inaccuracies, especially targeting the book of Genesis and the creation stories. I told him that you're reading the Bible as a fundamentalist. I'm a Catholic. I'm not a fundamentalist. You're missing an entire part of genre when it comes to the scriptures. That the Genesis account is poetry attempting to tell us who and why the world is created, not the how. It's not a play-by-play. -play. To put a scientific lens on a creative book like that is an error fundamentally. Because I told him, I believe what you believe about the creation of the world. Because there's this argument, is it a young earth, like is it 6,000 to 8,000 years old? Or is it an old earth, like 5 billion years old? And of course, he's an old earth person. I said, so am I. He's like, what? Remember, he's thinking fundamentalist. I'm not a fundamentalist, I told him. So we continued to discuss these things. And then I asked him, said, by the way, do you know who the father of the Big Bang is? He didn't know. I was surprised. I said, Father George Lemaitre. That's right, a, a Catholic priest, a physicist, Belgium. You can look it up. He said, how about this? You know who Angelo Secchi is? He said, yes. I said, you know Father Angelo Secchi, SJ? The father of astrophysics. You can't know him, obviously. He was two centuries ago. But he's that father of astrophysics. So what is a Catholic doing in the area of astronomy? If we are taking the Bible and the Genesis account so literally... Ultimately, he walks away a little bit fuddled. But then he writes in his blog, which was wonderful to see, how wonderful a time he had, and he met a friendly priest. That's a success! <laughs> I consider that a success. If anything, I changed his certainty about the mythology to now doubt. Hmm? Trying to get him to doubt. Lastly, and thirdly here, don't stop praying. In the midst of doubt, don't stop praying. Don't stop going to Mass and don't stop going to confession. These are the things that we can do to help build up our faith 
which can overcome our doubts, can answer our doubts. When we struggle, when we have loss or pain, when there is things like that, we sometimes will recoil and we won't lean on our faith. I'm encouraging you, lean in to your faith. St. Thomas did that. And we are thankful. I'm thankful that he did that. He may have made a statement, very honestly, I won't believe unless I see. But we get to see. And we have even more evidence than he had. We have all the scriptures. We have 2,000 years of theologians and testimonies of amazing saints and their personal experience and your personal experience of the crucified and risen Jesus. So while, Je while Thomas saw and believed, we can be the people that have not yet seen fully and believe. I want to encourage you, if you ever have doubts or questions, come see me or go see Deacon Brett or any one of our pastoral staff team. We are here for you. There's so many resources, but just don't sit on it. It's like your house, there's smoke going on in the house. What would we do if we just sat there and watched the smoke continue? It would become fire and burn the house down. Who's culpable? I would be, that would be, if it was my house. So take responsibility of our faith. It's a gift to you and to me. And when we do that, that is what it is to live in faith beyond doubt. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.